Welcome to Conscious Corner, brought to you by Conscious Coaching, Inc., the show that talks about divorce, step, and blended families and all the dynamics that go along with it. Hello and welcome everyone. Thank you for listening. I want to give a shout out to my team first and foremost, to Joel at East Coast Studio who makes it sound great every single week and to the Music Assembly for all the music that you hear at the beginning, middle and end of our show and you can reach them at themusicassembly.com. So welcome everyone. Today we are talking about my five tips to help you as a step parent focus on your life. So a few weeks ago, if you have listened to my podcast, and if you haven't, I encourage you to go and listen to the podcast that was done a few weeks ago. I challenged step parents out there to start doing things to change the step family dynamic, to change the way the perceptions of step families and to change you yourself and how you function within your step family because the way it functions right now we all know it's not it's not going very well right there's still there's just so many issues and problems a lot that i read a lot that i hear about a lot that i work with and even some of my own that i have so so it was a challenge and i promised you that every few podcasts i would come back and bring you some tips that would help in the dynamic and in different situations to help build on on new ways of doing things and new thought processes to change the step family dynamic to something that is better more inclusive and where people can start to feel really good and we start to break down the the walls the barriers and the perceptions of step families and step parents. So today that's what we're talking about and it's going to be my five tips to help you as the step parent focus on your life. And I want to start with the step parent because in a step family, the step parent actually in my opinion is the key member to the step family. Because you are the new member, and I have new in quotes, you are key because the family, the children, the the biological parent, they already have their dynamic going. So you are the new member and you really actually do get to set the tone of the step family. And that's one of the biggest things that I think where the step family problems lie is that we're misguided in that. We're misguided in that the new step parent that comes in is the one that has to sort of assimilate to the family culture that already exists. And while in some sense that is true, yes, we do have to adapt. And that because you're the new person in, you also get to you also have an enormous amount of strength and power and control within that dynamic. And I I feel as though that sometimes is lost and forgotten. And you're one of the key elements because you can set the tone. You set the tone for how you want that family to relate to you, how you want to relate to that family. And I think that we often as step-parents just forget that and think that we just have to do everything everyone else's way. And a lot of our own things are shoved aside and pushed aside. And we never really get to set the tone. We're just kind of going with the flow and going with everyone else's tone but our own. So part of thinking better and doing better and being better. And we're going to start with the step parent. And because you are a vital integral part to the step family. So we're going to start with you. So my 
my five tips are going to encompass a lot of things and things that I feel that step parents tend to forget when we adapt to the lifestyle of the families that we come into. And so I want to talk about that. And in doing this, a lot of the time, and these processes that I'm going to talk about and these things, these tips I'm going to talk about, a lot of the feelings that we have of feeling on the sidelines and feeling not included and not in control, a lot of these tips will help bring that back so that you don't feel out of control, that you do have areas in your life that you still maintain control, that you do feel part of and and are not on the sidelines. So we'll go into things like that, but I just wanted to emphasize the importance of the step-parent. And that you are vital. And I want you to remember that for every step parent that's listening out there. And even for anyone who is dating someone and they may become a step parent, you know, understand this. And it's good for you to know because these are things that even our partners with their children can, if we start, if everyone starts to understand a new way of thinking, it changes the dynamic altogether. And and I feel it will change it to something better, more inclusive, more loving, and more productive. So we're going to start with tip one. So tip one to all step parents out there, I'm going to say keep your friendships. And while many listening will be like, well, yeah, that's a given, it's funny because in many relationships, and this goes for anyone, if you're just newly coming together or newly engaged, newly married, all of that. Anyone coming into a relationship, oftentimes there will be some friendships, whether it be on one side or the other, that tend to kind of get pushed into the background and you end up not seeing those people and you see one set of friends more than another. And in step families, it is often because the step parent wants so badly to be included into that family and to be immersed fully into that family that the step parent often will lose sight of their own friends and replace them with their partner's new friends, with their partner's friends, new to them, but their partner's friends, because those are the friends of the family. Those are the friends that the kids know. Those are have been the friends that have been there in that family. And because we're so programmed to just continue on with that family, oftentimes we tend to lose our own friends or we tend to push them to the back and many friendships get lost or forgotten. And I will say to the step parents out there, tip number one is keep your friendships. Make that a point that you include your friends in equal amounts as your partner and Include your friends so that you have your own time with your friends where you can go off and do things on your own without your step family, without your partner. You want to keep your friends close. Now, you have to remember they're your original community. They're your original support. So you need to have that. They're your foundation and your base. So you want to have that to continue to go to, to continue to rely on, to continue to bring you that independence and joy and the support that you need. They're your base and foundation. And so you need that to stand on to and to be grounded in because that step family dynamic 
is so loose. It's an uphill climb and it sways back and forth and you don't know where to go. So sometimes you need to kind of regroup to your base and your friendships are your biggest base. Aside from your own immediate family, yes. But it's really important that you keep your friendships so that you have that thing to go to because it also provides that that independence, that outlet that you can go and seek that support. Very important to maintain your friendships. And if you feel as though your friends are being kind of pushed to the back, keep that on your forefront and keep them there. Remind your partner, whether you do things with them with your partner or even on your own, you need to make the time to do that and keep them because it is the one thing that keeps you grounded with your own roots rather than having to have no roots and start again. And, you know, every time you replant a plant, there's distress and it takes a longer time for it to, for its roots to grow. So you've replanted yourself. It will take time for your roots to grow. If you keep your, your old roots, which are the strongest, that keeps you solid and growing and flourishing more. So keep that in mind. You always want to keep your friendships and hang on to them. Don't let them go. And if you see them sliding, find ways to bring them back. So that's tip number one. Tip number two, keep the activities that you enjoy. I've heard time and time again, many step parents, where the activities that you were involved with before you tend to forget about them. You tend to, again, immerse yourself so much into the family that, you, that you've now come into that you're so involved there that you have forgotten about the actual activities that make you happy, that bring you joy. And you want to continue some of those things. And sure, you may not be able to continue all of them, especially if you were coming from, from being single into a step family, right? You can't, you may not be able to continue all, but you definitely want to keep some. So keep some of the activities that bring you joy. This also gives you that time and space away from your family and gives you and helps you just think a little more freely because you have that space, because you're doing that one thing that brings you joy. And anytime you do something that brings you joy, it lifts your spirits, you're more positive, and then you go back to your family in a more positive, happy light. When you're happy, you know, that flows out to everyone else and everyone else around you becomes happy. So you want to continue to keep the activities that you enjoy. So if you if you were someone that took dance classes, continue taking dance classes. If you were someone that is part of a book club, continue that book club. And there will always be reasons and things that and elements in the family that will pull you from that. It's really important as a step parent to keep to keep your activities. Because in step parenthood, one of the biggest things is that a lot of step parents feel as though they're losing control and they have no control over anything that happens in the step family dynamic. So keeping your activities, you have control over that. You have control of what brings you joy. And that's one of the things that bring you joy. So you want to maintain that. And it also gives you that sense of community and belonging as well, which is also a key element to 
feeling included, inclusivity, to be feeling supported, and to humanity, is we all want to feel that inclusion and part of a community. So keep the activities you enjoy. Tip number three, try to have some alone time with the kids. And it might seem contradictory to what I'm telling you or what I started with, but it's actually not. Because a lot, like I said, a lot of the time we immerse ourselves into this family. But immersing ourselves, like it doesn't only mean that you that you just do everything that the family does that the and you follow the lead of the parent, of the biological parent. And doing things outside of the home and independently isn't always something that that helps build as well. So you want to have some alone time with the kids because that helps build your relationship with them. And, you know, I often hear that we we tell the biological parents and we often tell, and I've read, I've learned this, you know, studied it. It's a lot of focus around when families go through divorce, there's a lot of focus around the biological parent being able to have alone time with their kids, especially when that biological parent remarries and now there's a step-parent involved. And step-parents are often told that it's important that you give the children time with their biological parent so that they still feel connected to that parent. But nowhere does it say that it's important for that step-parent to have alone time with the biological children. How do you think that you're going to build a relationship unless you get some of that alone time? Unless you get to know and understand each other and be able to talk to each other freely. Trust me, when a parent is around, no child is going to talk freely and is going to talk openly with a parent around. And especially as the kids get older and into teenagehood, they definitely are not divulging all the things that they would normally talk about if they were in a private conversation with someone else. And I have experienced this. You know, my own stepkids, when I'm with them one-on-one, I get to know more about them than their parents even know. And that's a really awesome thing. And sometimes it feels like our own little secret, our own little secret club. Not that I keep things secret from my husband and never would I encourage that, but it does feel like this real secret little bond that we have. We have these little things and great that they can open up to me that way in a very different way than they open up to their parents. And the fact that I know a lot more about things that they do and say more than their parents. So, but I never would have been able to have that experience and know the depth of the children and in such a way with the children than if I didn't have my alone time with them. So try and find ways that you can have your own alone time to build that relationship with you and your stepkids. So whether you take them out for a breakfast one morning, just you and them sometimes, or ask them to go for a walk in the park, just you and them. Or maybe it's just, you know what, you're going to be the one to drive them to to their hockey game or ballet practice or something where it's just you and them in the car. So find times and ways that you yourself can build your relationship with your stepkids because that's really important. And I'm emphasizing this because 
it's not something that we often hear. We often hear that the biological parent has to be the one to continue to maintain that alone time relationship so they still feel connected to their biological parent. And the funny part is I, I feel that kids kids are always connected to their biological parents. So there's really no, there's no necessary need for that to like just to be dwelled upon. But when you're wanting your children to build new relationships, the best way for them to learn, especially if they have a step parent, that is the new relationship is to learn to build it right there. So it's important and I really encourage it. So try and find those ways where you get to connect. And if your partner is feeling a little bit left out and might not understand, I mean, well, it's hard not to laugh and be like, okay, well, (laughs) too bad. Like, this is how I feel every day. But explain to your partner it just in the same way that the children need alone time with them so that they continue to feel connected and supported, especially because they are divorced and, and there's a lot of stress and back and forth in that. In the same way that they're continuing to keep their relationship strong, you need to have that relationship with your stepkids and you need to build it. So you need to have some one-on-one time with them as well. And for a lot of step parents, once you start to build that relationship where you get to just be with each other without any distraction, without any other influences, even the ones that are bad relationships, a lot of that is just misunderstanding between a step parent and a and a stepchild. So once they get to see you in a different light, it often helps repair those relationships that might actually be toxic or unpleasant at the time. So it gives you that opportunity to start changing perceptions and views of even your stepkids. If they don't like you, it's likely they just have this misconception of you. So give them an opportunity to see you in a different light. And that's why it's really important that you have your own alone time with them as well. So that is tip number three. So tip number four, if you are a working step parent, don't give up your job. And I have heard many times that many step parents and most of the time it's stepmothers often give up their jobs because now they're coming home and they have children. And especially if you don't have children of your own, you want to, again, immerse yourself into that full family life. And in some ways, they feel as though it's some way to connect with the kids, to force that bond and to be fully part of the family. But most of the time, that ends up with the step parent feeling very, very isolated, feeling as though they gave up everything because the children are connecting in the way that they would like. They are taking on too much of of an actual biological parent role too quickly, and it's too much too fast. And so things tend to go sideways. And it also... It also, you have given up the, you know, parts of yourself that you worked very hard to obtain. And so I will say tip number four, do not give up your job as a step parent, at least initially. Be a step parent first. Go to your job. Learn to work in that dynamic first. Learn to build that relationship first with the tips that I originally gave you in in one and two. 
And three, learn to build the relationships with your children first, your stepchildren first. Keep your activities so you know how to function within that dynamic. If at some point you feel, you know what, this is the best next step for me and the family, then that would be a better time if you want to leave your job and be a full-time step-parent at home. But you have to understand your role, your boundaries, what your limits are, what expectations are, and how much of the relationship you've built before you give that up. And there's, there's a lot of couples that end up feeling very torn apart and feel very distant with each other because there's a lot of blame then that happens. And I have seen it time and time again. And I want to encourage people, if you are working and are now entering a step family, keep your jobs. Your relationship with that family will progress, will develop, but take the proper steps forward. You know, oftentimes when we, when we jump too soon, we end up falling flat on our face and it's really hard to, to dust everything off and to build again. So you want to take the baby steps. Take the baby steps. Don't neglect your job. Don't give it up. Give it time. You can eventually, but work that step family dynamic with time. It takes time to progress and that literally will be the best way. And so I encourage you to keep your jobs. It also gives you that sense of independence, that sense of financial freedom because you are still bringing in your own. And and that is really important as a step parent to have that sense of independence and to have that sense of control. It is a family dynamic that you often feel very much out of control. So you want to maintain the things that you can control and your job is definitely one of them. Your income and what you bring in is definitely one of them. So you want to maintain because when you feel those things and you feel a better sense of control and feel confident in those things, that then flows forward to your family, to how you interact, how you feel. When you're feeling all of those those emotions of out of control, of resentment, of not feeling independent, that tends to flow out and it becomes a negative point. And that's when things start to spiral out of control and to spiral into that very negative dark space. And you don't want to get there. And so Keep the things that you can control and that you still have that independence with. And your job is a big one. So tip number four, if you are working, keep your job and continue forward that way. You can always change things later, but initially you want to start at that level where you are still working and the family factors into your life in that way. So my last tip, tip number five. Tip number five is take a moment every day to stop and appreciate what you have in your life. And I encourage this for anyone, but for step parents, this is really important because we often can get into these negative mindsets. We focus on all the, you know, little hiccups and things that really just kind of piss us off, the dynamics that don't feel great especially when you're feeling as though you're on the sidelines or left out or have no control or don't know what to do or say. So it's very easy that you go into that negative space in your head. Every day as a step parent, 
take a step back and think about the things that you appreciate and that you love that are in your life right now. And if you don't think of your family, that's okay. That's okay. You're not going to think of your family every day. You know, I love my family to death. I, they're, they're everything. But trust me, there are days when I sit back and think of the things that I appreciate, and it certainly isn't my family, especially when you're fighting with someone. And these things are not going to eliminate all fights or any negative thoughts in your head. We are human. You're going to have them probably every day. But as long as you can refocus your thoughts, especially at the end of the day to something positive, it brings you back to that good space where you can then can start going and thinking of all the good things rather than the bad. Because the bad keeps us in the, the bad thoughts, keeps us in that ugly space and often then deteriorates all the relationships that we have. So refocusing and keeping those good thoughts, the thoughts that we can appreciate, the thoughts of the things that you know we are happy, that are in our life, that we love, keeps us focused on the good parts of our relationships. And that helps build them and, and helps grow them. And so focus and appreciate. Take time every day to focus and appreciate the things that you love that are in your life right now every day. And again, it can be anything. But once you start doing that and you're in that headspace, it makes you feel better. And when you feel better, that again transcends to everyone around you. They see it and that brings their energy to a different energy because you're feeling better. They, they'll they look and that will help them feel better, which then brings you to a happier step family life. So always find time to appreciate the things that you like that are in your life. No matter what they are, think of them because eventually after you start thinking more and more of more things that day, you'll end up with a smile on your face always. And that's the best, best place to be. With that, I'm going to go into my Leah's likes part of the show because this is a great point because now we're appreciating the things that we like. And I'm going to give you tips on Leah's likes. And Leah's likes is a part of the show that we t- that I talk about things that I love that bring me happiness and joy and make me feel good because when I feel good, like I said, everyone around me starts to feel better. I start to look at everyone in a better way and I'm a happier, I'm a happier person in a happier place and a happier world. So I'm going to share with you some things that I like and you can take them and try them and hopefully they bring joy and happiness to your life and become things that you like. So First, and Leah's likes, I usually start off with a book or some type of thing that that challenges our brains because our brain health is really important. It keeps us thinking, it keeps us happy, it keeps us knowledgeable, and these are all really important things, especially as you get older, and I know I'm getting older, and so I always want to keep my brain function at its highest capacity. So normally I start with something I read or an article that I've looked at, but this week I'm going to talk about an actual documentary that I saw and it's on Netflix and I will have links to this in my show notes. So if you if you want to go and view things, if you want to purchase anything that I have said, I will have a link to it. You can definitely go ahead and look at things or purchase things through that way. And so this one, my 
for my my brain portion. It's called Kindness Diaries, and it's on Netflix. And Kindness Diaries, it's one of the most beautiful, feel-good documentaries that I have seen in years. It's this gentleman who is on a journey throughout the world. He's traveling throughout the world, and he has literally no clothes, no money. And he's basing the fact that he gets from one location to another on the kindness of humans and seeing who out there will help and to what extent they would help. And watching this, it is amazing to see how kind people are. It really, really rejuvenates your sense of being in this world and the way you view people in this world. Because sometimes we tend to have this very negative uh, thought about and, and very negative view of the world. Well, this definitely shows you otherwise, shows you that people are still really great. And there are tons of people who are out there to help you in so many ways. And so it was a real good, it was a real good touch to the heart. And also it really, it really made you think. It made you think of, you know, things that you can do for others in the world. And it made you think about how great people from all over the world are. So it's called The Kindness Diaries. It's on Netflix. And like I said, I'll have a link to it in my show notes. My next like is health. So health is very important. So body health is very important because when our bodies are healthy, our minds are healthy, we feel great. And again, it, it just exudes all positivity to, to everyone around us in the world. So this week for my body health is muscle health. So the last few weeks, I have been strengthening my muscles and it's been really tough. And in doing that, like I feel a ton of muscle strain. And last week in my show notes, I talked about massage. So I've been feeling a lot of muscle strain. So I've been continuing muscle strength, which is really important. And I didn't actually realize it until I started to get older and how important muscle strength is. So I'm working on it now. It's a it's an uphill battle, but I'm working on it. But in that, you know, I've been doing massage to help relieve some of that muscle strain. But one of the best things that I have found that helps relieve any muscle strain for anyone out there who is looking at building muscle and building their body health, a hot water bottle. That thing is fantastic. And it is so warm and comforting. It it's really one of my great likes. And I remember as a kid, my grandmother used to give it to me if we had an upset stomach. And for years, that's all I thought it was good for was, oh, I have an upset stomach. I'll put a hot water bottle on it. But in the last couple of years, I have definitely used it to ease tension, muscle tension. And it is it's so great, but it's also so warm and comforting. And even now I use it to a point where if I have trouble sleeping, I'll grab the hot water bottle and either just snuggle it. I know it's a, uh, I know I'm sorry to my husband. You are a wonderful cuddly person, but the hot water bottle is sometimes more comforting at night <laughs> or I'll have it at my neck and it just feels so warm and it's something that relaxes me to put me right to sleep. So 
a hot water bottle and to work muscle tension, work on your muscles, strengthen them. It's really important. Your body, your bones, it's necessary for your bones to keep your, your bones strong, to keep them healthy and to keep your posture. Like there's so much good for muscle strength. So try some type of muscle strength exercise and definitely you're going to feel pain. Get a hot water bottle to ease that pain. I'll have a link for it because there's one that I love that, and I've had a few hot water bottles now. Not all of them are great, but I'll give you a link to the one that I really love because it generates the most heat. So it feels great. And my last one is usually my indulgence. My thing that is just, you know, I just sort of need to have, it's just that feel good thing. And it goes along with the hot water bottle and even just lying on the couch and watching a movie is a blanket and tea. My little indulgence is that I love curling up on the couch when I'm watching a movie, and in this case, a documentary, with a blanket and a tea. And my favorite tea is a green tea, just a simple green tea. And at night, I can't have a lot of caffeine at night, so I will have a decaf green tea because green tea is a black tea, so it does have caffeine. And I will curl up with a blanket. Now, it has to be a really fuzzy blanket. That is my indulgence, a nice fuzzy blanket. So that just makes you feel good. It makes you feel cozy and warm and Up here in Canada, we have been experiencing this dreadful polar vortex where it has been nothing but terrible, freezing, cold weather for so long. And that tea with that movie and a blanket and a hot water bottle is like the perfect combination for the most relaxing evening in the world. So those are my indulgences. Those are my Leah's likes and try them. See if they if they are little likes of yours and if they bring you as much joy as they bring to me. And share with me. I always love to hear your stories and any of your feedback. You know, let me know what's going on with you. If any if you like any of the things that I like and what what it brought to you, any of the joys that it brings, if any of the tips helped you or resonated with you, I'd love to hear your stories about your families. So if you want to reach me, connect with me, reach out. You can reach me at Leah at ConsciousCoachingInc.com. That's Leah, L-E-A-H, at ConsciousCoachingInc.com. You can go to my Facebook page, and there I have a lot of information there, a lot of posts. Listen to previous podcasts. You can go to the Facebook page. It's Conscious Coaching Inc., You can go to my website, ConsciousCoachingInc.com. All the podcasts are there. You can listen to past podcasts, read blogs, sign up for programs. There's many, there's programs for anyone who's going through divorce, tips that will help you get through the divorce process easier, faster, better, in less time and less money. So there's a lot of information there. So connect with me in any way you can. Like this podcast, share it, because the more we share, the more we get information out to people because we are here, we are a community, we're here to support each other. And no matter where you are and what's happening in your life, know that you're not alone because I'm Leah and I'm in your corner. 